Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. We did it. Yep. It felt Jeff, like a... Don't, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Don't say your last name. Everyone's going to assume that you are also one of our siblings. No, because you <laughs> both say your last You both say your last name, so I'm clearly yeah, but, unrelated. Mm, I don't know that that's clear. I mean, everyone might just be like, mm, they all just say their last... Yeah. Th- like, to Jeff say- isn't saying his because everyone else already said their last name. Yes, to say Jeff's last name would be the Oxford comma, and then some people don't feel that's necessary. Right. Mm. Jeff, well, I think I think you should start <laughs> saying, I'm Jeff, not Heron. <laughs> I, do that. I would agree with you about the confusion <laughs> if I didn't go in the middle... If I went at the end and just said my name is Jeff, then I would be like, yeah, they might assume that I'm just cutting off the the last name and I'm their other weirder brother. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of done with this topic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought wow. there'd be more meat on this bone if I were to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we're cutting through the chaff today. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, what did you do this week then, Matt? <laughs> Uh, okay, so this actually ties into something we were talking about before the show started, uh, but I watched the uh, uh, Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm, okay. You guys, you guys watched this? No. Uh, yeah. Yes, I watched it. <clears throat> so, um, it's a very short series. Is it? Was it shorter than WandaVision? It yes, it was six episodes. Okay. WandaVision was ten. I think the episodes were 40 minutes instead of 30 minutes, though. WandaVision, every episode was a different length to correspond to the different homages they were doing, <laughs> which I actually thought was really clever. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, you, anyway. did you like this movie, uh, sorry, this series, because I know you don't like either of those characters. Correct. I don't like either of the characters, and I did think that the series was a better treatment of both characters than in any of the movies, which I guess was the point of the series. However, I found it genuinely surprising how tone-deaf the series was. Considering it touches on things like, oh, like, even being a superhero, if you're a black person in America, you still are, like, subject to systemic racism and things like that. Which, like, that is a good point to bring up, and hopefully it will teach people some stuff about systemic racism. But then, minor spoilers for this show, the the end of it seems to be, like, the, the overall message of it seems to be, uh, actually, the military-industrial complex is the good guys. They just are a little bit misguided, but that was the fault of terrorists. Yeah. The, the military-industrial complex is still the heroes here to save the day. Oh, and I was no. like, really? This is your best? I mean, I guess everyone in it who's a good guy is a soldier. <laughs> So that makes some sense, but there was a period in the middle there of the show where it was like, oh, wow, look, all of the military people are corrupt, and all of these people who were labeled terrorists are actually the good guys trying to help each other. And then the terrorists just start blowing up civilian buildings for no reason, and I'm like, ah, fuck. I'm gonna- You guys (laughs) almost had it. Uh, I could reveal something that will make uh, make that even worse, but first I just want to touch on uh, the fact that After they, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, revealed that the entire United States government since World War II has been under the control of magic sci-fi Nazis, and then- Yeah, like, and then, like, they got Gary Shandling to say Hail Hydra in a movie- (laughs) 
wow, Gary Shandling is your touchstone, not Robert Redford. <laughs> like, I could. Robert Redford is the type of person who would be in an action movie, so uh-huh. that that's fine. <laughs> Gary okay. Shandling is like a comedy guy. Well, he's nothing now. He died. Rest in peace, Gary Shandling. Um, yes. But it's just like, like, after that, they were like, well, now we've gotten rid of Hydra, and it's fine. Even though all of the infrastructure, the general direction of the military, the entire structure of the geopolitical landscape for the entire 20th century has been secretly controlled by hyper-turbo-Nazis. We're just going to forget about that. The thing that I thought was so wild about this series is that they did a good job of sort of setting up at the beginning the idea that there were three major contenders to be the new Captain America. There was... uh, uh, Falcon, there was the, the Irish girl whose name I don't remember who accidentally got given the super soldier serum. Huh. Uh, and then there was the, uh, like, ex marine chosen handpicked by the US military to wear the outfit who was like the officially recognized Captain America. Mm-hmm. And then you see how bad that guy is through the whole first half of the series. It's like the power of being Captain America starts to corrupt him. He starts to believe that you need to solve every problem with military violence. Uh, he eventually, spoilers, does take the super soldier serum, and uh, that power also corrupts him. And it's it seems like it's intentionally a metaphor for military might sort of building on itself to destructive ends. And then he has a redemption arc at the end, and he ends oh, up being no. a hero too! What? Uh. Not to get into weird conspiracy theories, but uh, we've always known, and recently it's been announced that even more than we thought, um, the military has put funding into entertainment, and yeah. I wonder if some of their money went into the show. Oh, it did, for sure. They, yeah, and anytime yes. the military appears in a movie, they paid for that. And, like, I get it. It is on some level military propaganda, and and I'm sure what happened was that the writers of the show wanted it to be more critical of the U.S. military, and were told they couldn't. Mm. Um, it is just so funny how, like, four episodes in, the show is like, fuck the military, fuck the world, like, uh, economy that makes money off of harming people, fuck everyone who puts money into like bullets over food. Everyone le- who does that is worse than every supervillain. And then two <laughs> episodes later, it's like Falcon wearing a red, white, and blue costume standing in front of the UN being like, everyone, we've been tricked. We could actually save people if we stopped shooting them. You thought you were helping people, but actually you weren't. Like, oh God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make it worse now. I will finally reveal the prestige that I teased uh, just minutes earlier mm-hmm. this show was is this your card yeah Ooh. you picked the five of clubs right uh the this show was supposed to be the first disney plus marvel series um mm-hmm. and it was finished shooting pretty much uh before the pandemic mm-hmm. but the major plot line that the um big air quotes bad guys uh Ooh. were doing was not just like we want uh, to be able to live wherever and please take care of refugees. It was that there was a global pandemic 
and mm. they weren't giving vaccines to any of the uh, people who got snapped back because they were, like, people without countries. So, like, yep. that old lady who, like, seems weirdly important and then dies, and we don't really understand, like, what her deal was, she was yes. sick with the illness that uh, that the uh, Irish girl, Carly, Carly, that's her name, uh, was stealing uh, vaccines to to distribute to the um, the like global refugee. Uh, although they they dispute being I mean, that's refugees, not, uh, that's not that much different than what the thing <laughs> is, except without the pandemic. But everything else, right, is pretty much the same. I I think that uh, like that it just highlights even more <laughs> how those those uh bad guys are not actually the bad guys at all they are <laughs> trying to survive in a system that is literally murdering them for profit <laughs> yes it's weird like there's definitely several moments where the main characters of the show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, point to Carly and are like, she's actually the one who's the hero here. Yep. And you're watching it and you're like, wow, I'm, Disney is so brave for doing this. And then like one episode later, they're like, she was a terrorist and deserved to die. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. So, anyway. She was also uh, the, like, secret bad guy in the Han Solo movie, but turned out to be good. That Wait. same actress. Okay. Amelia uh, Clark? Nope. Uh, that She had the opposite. She was good, but turned out to be bad. Uh, <laughs> no, this girl was like, ooh, we've got this secret masked villain, and we don't know what their deal is. And then she unmasks at the end, and it's like this, you know, late teens... Uh, girl, um, in Han Solo, which I, I saw in Han Solo, and Enfys Nest, the the girl at the end who <laughs> I don't remember this. There's no way that recounting the plot of Han Solo could be good. Oh, I don't um, remember the plot. <laughs> uh, I also want to say, just to sort of lighten the mood before we move on, I also started watching a series on HBO Max that Cleopatra is a Cleopatra B- twenty five twenty five. Yep, finally, I'm almost through that first episode. <laughs> You'll get um, One minute I at will. a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, wa- I started watching a series that I'd been wanting to watch for a while, but was only available in England, and I didn't care enough to steal it. Um, and then, but it, it's on HBO Max, so Jen and I started watching it. It's a series called Ghosts. Have you heard of this show? Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I don't know much about it. Is so it about ghosts? It is, yes. Uh, so it has um, uh, Charlotte Ritchie, who is on the current season of Taskmaster. She plays the main character. Uh, and then there's other, uh, actors from, from Taskmaster, like Katie Wicks and, uh, Lolly Adifope. Uh, and they, so Charlotte plays a, uh, lower middle class woman who inherits a huge country estate from a distant relative. Uh, and the, and the country estate is full of ghosts from the history of that land all the way back to a caveman. Um, <laughs> Caveman uh, ghost is rare. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like it's pretty good. Um, Hmm. The it it the thing that I often have a problem with with a lot of British sitcoms is that they instantly abandon their own internal seriousness. By which I mean British sitcoms often go for the joke over uh, having the characters seem realistic or like they uh, are aware of their own situation. And this show doesn't do that. There's a lot of jokes, but the characters always seem genuinely to be the things that they are. Okay. 
So it's pretty good. Um, I, I mainly started watching it because uh, I like all of those people who are on Taskmaster, but uh, Katie Wicks is absolutely hilarious on it. She plays a woman who was burned at the stake for being a witch in the, like, 1500s. <laughs> is it streaming somewhere, or did you have to yeah, criminalize HBO it? HBO Max. Oh, right. There. Yep. Um, the, the reason I thought of it is because you, you were talking about, is this your card? They do, there's an episode where they're trying to teach Katie Wicks how to play, uh, cards, but she can't read or, uh, look at, like, understand numbers because she was a poor person in the 1500s. Uh, and so there's, there's one point where they say, okay, what card do you have? And she says, I have the several of loaves, <laughs> which is just a very oh, funny Are they line. wrong? <laughs> uh so anyway if you want to it's a very short series it only has 12 episodes uh two oh, seasons the, so far the absolute best thing about british television is every <laughs> show is like at most 12 episodes long yep yeah so i mean i'm sure they they did say they're going to do more seasons but they've only done two so far so if you like it if you like a sort of a silly british sitcom it's worth a, uh, a look louisa i think you would like it all right i'll have to give that one a try speaking of which louisa what would you do this week uh this week <clears throat> i got my second shot for the covid vaccine Ooh. so i'm fully vaccinated now See, now now eminem told me you would only get one shot yeah uh, spaghetti. Something about spaghetti. That's all I got. I'm like, what's yeah. in the bank here? Spaghetti. That's it. <laughs> uh, so I'm fully, I don't know how you say it. I'm fully vaccinated, but not fully immunized until two weeks from now. Yeah. I suppose. You are two weeks away from being uh, considered fully vaccinated. What's funny is I read about all that and heard people talk about it ahead of time. So I just took it for granted. Like, okay, shot and then two weeks. But now I'm realizing they didn't actually tell me that when I got the shot. They weren't like, oh, hey, well, so you won't be fully immune for two more weeks. <clears throat> the thing that's wild is I read more about this after I got, because I got the the single shot, the yeah. M&M, if you will, uh, vaccine. Full of spaghetti. No. Blood. Yep, they just put spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, that is basically how I eat. I love spaghetti. Yeah, you eat <laughs> a lot of, blood. you eat a lot of nano spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyway, um... So I read up about this and, you know, they, they said even for the single shot, it's about two weeks before you're full, you're, you've built up enough antibodies or whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently with the, the two dose version, after your first shot, you're already like 93%. Yeah. Yep. Immune. And then after your second shot, it goes up to 99.8 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you kind of are already, you're probably fine. You're probably already fine. Is yeah, my but my other point is, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> like, it's not like I'm like, oh man, as soon as the second I'm immunized, I'm going to an outdoor festival, I'm going to go to the beach, I'm going yeah. to go to some concerts. No, I'm not doing want, any of these things. <laughs> I wonder if this is a universal experience of since I've gotten my vaccine a couple of times, I've been invited to do stuff and thought, Hmm. Could I just say I haven't been vaccinated yet? <laughs> yeah. I think that probably is because, uh, I have, I have that plan in the back of my mind. Now that I have this fear, the CDC says you don't have to be masked if you're vaccinated, even indoors, which I'm sure people will abuse instantly. Yep. Um, so far, any places I've gone, they still say on the door, have a mask. Everyone I've seen inside has had a mask. But uh, in my mind, I'm like, if anyone challenges me, if, if, if I have to get into a conflict about this, I'm going to say I'm not vaccinated yet. <laughs> 
I guess, yeah. I mean, I would. I want to say that the chances of somebody challenging you for wearing a mask are is pretty low, but I mean, you're in Delaware. It's not yeah, like you're in see, Alabama or something. I know. I don't want to <laughs> say it's regional, but from hearing other people's anecdotal evidence, it fucking is regional where people yep. feel comfortable to be assholes about people wearing masks. And luckily, yep. I'm not in one of those places. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I still very. I still fairly re- regularly see somebody at the store with the mask not covering their nose yeah. and. I, I feel like even though I am now vaccinated and it's not affecting me personally, I still want to get mad at those people. <laughs> yeah. I do stare at them. I find that's a pretty good way. Unless someone's super confrontational, they will just get freaked out by another adult just staring at them. So uh-huh. I go ahead and do that. And that's <laughs> a victory for you in some way? It is, yeah. Because I know they're getting freaked out like I would be, but they're not saying anything because I wouldn't either. Okay. That's where I I'm guess. At. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to put it over their nose, because they... The thing of it is, every time I see someone with the mask not covering their nose, you can see that sort of, like, I can't wait for someone to talk to me about this look on their face. Like, they know they're fucking up. They just want to for attention. I don't know. I guess if I got that vibe, I maybe wouldn't do it, but I have, like, uh, given people an exaggeratedly wide berth in the grocery store aisle, and some of them have been like, oh, sorry, like, mumbling and kind of really? their Really? Wow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, may- I think that's maybe the culture of uh, being in a pretty liberal leftist sort of area, so. Yeah. I found out recently that I'm in the most Republican area of New Jersey, which is weird. It is weird. Yeah, because it's not well, it's not the richest area, so you wouldn't think. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the most Republican areas of the country. They're not the richest areas uh, either. Mm, I think that they're, uh, they secretly are. I don't well, think this that's is true. <laughs> Can you explain this to Georgia? Uh, <laughs> well, no, I, I think that, um, like, when when polling is done to determine people's political beliefs, rich people are much more likely to lie. Um, because mo- like, most of the people who voted for Trump were not, like, working class people. Most of them were people who make six figures and knew that he would cut their taxes. Hmm, I guess so. Like, if you look, if you actually look at the statistics, there was, yes, a large contingent of working class people, but they were not the majority. Um, because I think that a lot of, uh, upper middle class to very wealthy people just know, like, Actually, uh, if you stay quiet about being a fascist, then you get you can get away with doing it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just talking about the the thing in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago where they had party registrations, and you could see different areas of the country what percentage were registered Republicans versus Democrats. I see. Yeah, and the most registered Republicans in New Jersey is right around where I am, uh, and a little bit south of me, uh, and then the most like in the country the most registered republicans are in the poorest states like mississippi and uh arkansas and stuff like that yeah yeah so that we're talking about vaccines yeah (laughs) but we are all vaccinated so it's true so what did you uh did you have any side effects from your vaccine that's the thing no i didn't really um after the first shot i 
at the the uh, injection site, I had a good amount of pain, like a bruise for, you know, 12 hours. Then about 24 hours of full arm pain, and mm-hmm. it was exactly the same the second time. Even though people, uh, basically everyone I know has told me they've had chills or fevers or flu symptoms, uh, fatigue, they couldn't get out of bed, terrible headaches. Yeah. Um I don't really know anyone else who hasn't had symptoms in the way that I haven't. Maybe just because they're not talking about it, but it did feel very weird. Superman. (laughs) Well, people have been saying. uh, Apparently, this is not based on anything, but you know the way people like to think. If you have a lot of symptoms, that's good because it's your body fighting off the uh, the potential for COVID. So you'll be healthier if you get sicker at the time. And people keep saying this, and I know it's not true, That's but it's making so, me feel bad. Yeah, that bad. sounds like the kind of thing that people say without any evidence <laughs> yeah. or scientific yes, yes, underpinnings. Yes, you're right, but it's making me feel bad because I'm like, am I just a house of cards? No, you won't be. So you won't be any healthier. But if you are having an immune response to the vaccine, it is uh, like the expected thing. Right. Like, you're supposed to. Are you, Louisa, are you worried that you're, like, there's still a placebo group and you somehow ended up in it? (laughs) (laughs) No, that'd be pretty crazy, right? (laughs) (sighs) I'm worried that my body's just like, oh, a new type of infection? Okay. So that if I were to still get COVID, it'd just be like, all right, we give up and I would die. Uh, (laughs) So we're all, like, our whole friend group is going to be fully vaccinated by my birthday. Can we all spit in each other's mouths for my birthday? <laughs> Can we not, though? <laughs> I mean, if you really want that for your birthday. I, I, I want to... Let's all go to Matt's house and just blast the blue orbs at each other. <laughs> I do like that idea. <clears throat> we should all get together Matt. and do something. Yeah. I think it, I think we should have a more complex plan than spitting on each other. Okay. As long as we're breathing each other's uh, aerosolized water vapor. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's what we That's need. the most yeah. important thing. What if we all just got together and took turns flushing the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do that anyway, because we, you know, enjoy to eat and drink while we all get together. It's true. Mm, it's hey. true. We can put hey. our wishes for the future into the toilet on little slips of paper and flush Ooh. them. <laughs> I like this new tradition. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of bonfire day. <laughs> Oh, man. So it was a weird feeling this week to, um, you know, get my shot, then sit and wait in the pharmacy to make sure I didn't have any symptoms while I'm thinking about what I might need for my illness. Then before I leave the pharmacy, buying orange juice and soup and uh, painkillers and then coming home and then not needing any of it. So Yep. Well. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's fine. Uh, And soon I'll be fully vaccinated. So that's a good thing. Jeff, what did you do this week? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, no, I, it's been very nice out, so I've been finally spending more time outside. Um, guys, are we getting, are we becoming irrelevant? I think we have been irrelevant the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) What's the indication that we've become irrelevant? I just feel like we're turning into an old person's podcast if the topics of interest we're discussing are the weather's nice and we are, and our illnesses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I did do, I forgot. We haven't recorded in two weeks. Uh, I modded, uh, PlayStation 2. Um, I did two of them, so... Take that, Grandpa! Yeah, take that. You thought this was a podcast for you, but no. No, it's for the young hip people who like to play, uh, three Playstations ago. Mm -hmm. Um, They do now, don't they, those fuckers? Yeah, Yeah. young people like to fuck around with, uh, old technology. (laughs) Uh, so the PS2 was still in the era of, like... (sighs) 
there's barely a firmware to it. It just plays the discs and that's it. But it has a bay in the back for a hard drive because Mm -hmm. some games, such as Final Fantasy XI, could use the network functionality and store information uh, on a hard drive. And clever hackers have figured out how to install games onto the hard drive and launch them from the hard drive. Uh, so I got uh, some hard drives and some of the like network adapter hard drive things. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. And I <laughs> tactical term, yeah. Uh, and I filled up a couple hard drives with PS2 games and sent one nice. to a friend of mine and kept one for myself. Um, and it was a pretty fun little project. That's cool. You said you needed a new controller or something, I think, during the process? Uh, yes, I, my PS2 controller is broken. Uh, I, I think it's been... You got a Mad Cats one or something? (laughs) Yeah, I just ordered whatever the (laughs) cheapest one on Amazon was. Uh, it's weird. There was, like, when we were, when, when we were young people, Mad Cats was like, that's the bad one. The, that's the, like, oh, cool. It's got rubber grips on it and the stick breaks. Uh, Mm -hmm. but by the time we became adults, Mad Cats was the good controllers. Is that true? Yeah, no. I don't believe you. They published, uh, like, Rock Band 3, and once they started doing, like, the music game peripherals, their normal controllers were getting good, too. I think they don't exist anymore, but it was a weird shift. I never, I don't know, maybe that did happen. I just remember every time I ever was playing multiplayer games with anyone, the controller that I ended up getting because I was the least popular uh, was the Mad Cats one that didn't work very well. Yes, correct. Uh, Now they make, like, arcade sticks that are very well liked as well. That's crazy to me. Yeah. No one likes, and I, I firmly believe that any, like, controller not made by the console manufacturer is probably going to be garbage. Yeah, when I was um, uh, for Christmas I asked for a um, uh, uh, Nintendo Switch game controller, one that's like full pieces so you don't have to slip, slop the Joy-Cons into a little yep. holder. And they had the official Nintendo one and then for about the same amount one that had like LED lights in it and it had like turbo buttons and stuff and people were like, oh, these turbo buttons are so useful for these <laughs> games and some of the ones were ones I played and I was like, should I get that? But I was so afraid that an off-brand controller <laughs> would just completely break that I'm like, no, I think I need the Nintendo one. Yeah. The, the other thing is nowadays, you know, people are always publishing updates to the firmware on their consoles and stuff. They're under no obligation to continue supporting mm. whatever it is is that 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 controller does like yeah. what if they just decided we're going to publish a firmware that makes it so that all of these third-party controllers don't work anymore they could do that yeah. in theory um yeah I, I don't know because i don't think that the nintendo manufactured pro controllers have updatable firmware in them so if you've made a controller backwards engineered from that I don't know if they could exclude their own controllers from such a thing. I think they could. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty clever. I, don't know. Uh, I really like the 8-bit do controllers. Um, I got the 8-bit do SN30 Plus Pro. Basically looks like an SNES controller, but it has dual analog sticks and handles. Yeah, I have Weird. one of those yeah. as well. And then I bought the Pro 2 as soon as that came out, and it's $45 instead of $80. <laughs> 
um, and is the best controller I've ever touched with my human hands. I love it. <laughs> That's a is that for your switch as well? Yes, uh, the Eight Bit Do Pro works uh, natively with the Switch as well as working with Android and PC and Mac. But who games on a Mac? No one. Hmm. Yeah. Now, if you have an Android phone, could you use a game controller to play a game on your phone? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what's wild is I have an Android tablet as well, and now that Steam does like in-network streaming, I can play top-end video games on my tablet with my 8-Bit-D controller anywhere in the house. Yeah, nice. I'll use my 8-Bit-D occasionally to do um, Xbox game streaming, um, so I can, you know, just like play Xbox games on my phone from the internet and there's not very much uh like delay it's great hmm. all right i'm still surprised at how slow xbox is being at rolling out these fucking cloud gaming i just got into the second beta like a week ago they still haven't released it to the wider audience and like why not just do it people um, would love that shit Cloud gaming, that's Final Fantasy X, right? Hey, yep. nope, seven, seven, <laughs> that was seven. seven. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, the the next cloud gaming thing the, that just launched was iOS and web browser, but it's still not on the consoles itself. Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> How is that not the first thing you do? Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I guess it's like. It makes sense. That is probably the least crucial place to have game streaming because you can download and install the games. But like, I want to, I want to play the game from game streaming without having to wait three hours for a 69 meg, uh, gigabyte download. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It was the new leisure suit, Larry, that I was playing at 69 <laughs> gigabytes. Oh man. Wouldn't it be great if they bloated out the file to 69 megs, even though it didn't need it with like just a bunch of empty JPEGs? <laughs> <clears throat> Those could be pixelated JPEGs of hot babes. Yeah, think about yeah. that. It could yeah, be, consider this, Matt, for your Leisure Sue Larry game that you're making. <laughs> oh my god, make one, man! <laughs> uh, we've been talking as in our friend group about developing a game. If we, if someone wrote a Leisure Suit Larry game, I would definitely work with them on coding. <laughs> what would be the sort of like off-brand the mockbuster name for a Leisure Suit Larry? Like uh, tracks, lounge, tracksuit Tony, lounge suit, lounge suit Lorenzo. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff's on board now. <laughs> yeah, no, I like lounge suit Lorenzo. That's better than tracksuit Tony. You're right. <laughs> tracksuit Tony is like the Sopranos, not Leisure Suit Larry. Zoot suit Xavier. No, that's no good. No, Does that's not good. Does that's like work? if he was like a rockabilly guy. <laughs> are there name? Are there like? What is the genre of leisure? Wide collar Wayne. Is that anything? Ooh. Oh, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going for. Okay. What is the genre? Is it like spoof noir? I don't actually know. It's like um, it's it, it's, it's uh, Monkey Island, but instead of trying to stop an evil pirate, you're trying to get laid. Yes. Right, but is it styled like a noir? Is Leisure Suit Larry a detective? I thought he was. No, I don't think so. I think he's just a horny loser. (laughs) Yeah, he's like an accountant or something during the day. Mm, But at night he's Leisure Suit Larry? Hmm. Well, I mean, like, he's always Leisure Suit Larry, but he's not trying to get... I mean, maybe there's there's a game where he's trying to get laid at his job. I don't know, but like... (laughs) God. I I think... HR Nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry 8, <laughs> HR Nightmare. You didn't play exactly. that one? 
but it's spelled eight H. Uh, <laughs> oh no, match short circuiting. Oh god. He's just spinning out strings of numbers and letters. This is his password. Are we writing this down? Oh boy! Just See, because because HR could have an eight in it, kind of. HR Giger. Yeah, it's got an HR like all of the things in his office are uh, dick shaped. Yeah, it's yep. an HR nightmare as well as being <laughs> an, an HR Giger nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the kind of joke that would actually legitimately be an Alicia Suit Larry game. You guys, yeah, <laughs> we're halfway there. We can do this. Yeah. All right, we're going to put this on the Guys, back burner, though. A Leisure Suit Larry game came out last year in October. Oh, no. That does not surprise uh, me. Guess the title. You won't guess it, but I want to hear what you come up give with. Us, give us the number. Uh, it is unnumbered because they've made too many of them. <laughs> uh, I know that they did a college one like five years ago, but it, this is not that. Probably. No, I don't think uh, it is. Leisure Suit Larry, Bitcoins and Bikinis. Ooh, pretty Ooh. good. Leisure Suit Larry, uh, the Ghost Protocol. Ooh, that would be good. Uh, no, this <laughs> this one is called uh, Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Dry Twice. Nice. <laughs> now hold Weird. on. It, this does that make is it James se- Bondy. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. does make it seem like it's meant to be either James Bond or Noir. Now right? it is a sequel to Leisure Suit Larry uh, Wet Dreams Don't Dry, which is also James Bondy. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Let's say that. Really? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> really? This this thing that is so repellent yeah, and specifically not to your taste? You also, you don't like, <laughs> I don't like it either. None of us like it. Mm, we can do better, I think. That's uh, the thing. Uh, God. We, we don't need to try now, but we could definitely come up with the something The thing of it is... <laughs> Like, we definitely could do better, and, like, horny games make so much money on Kickstarter, you guys. If we could make a horny game, we would be set for life. Yeah, I was- Which is weird to me, because when you back something on Kickstarter, other people can see what you're backing. Uh, yeah, that's fine. people don't care, huh? Um, there's a- you, they, you can hide that also yeah. if you want to. Okay. Uh, Steam released or th- uh, relaxed their restrictions on adult content, and now the like number one game that is always suggested to me is a game in early access called Subspace. Yes, it's a double entendre because it's a pornographic mm. sci-fi space game. Is it like BDSM themed? Yes. Oh, okay. It is. I mean, here's the thing. Like, how can it sound so boring? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> that is a good. I question. watched the trailer and it seems like the writing and voice acting are pretty good, but I don't really want to play a game with video game sex in it. That sounds awful. I mean, you played Mass Effect, right? But there's tasteful fades to black. <laughs> you don't see like um, full penetration on camera like you will in subspace. I the thing for me is like. There's lots of things out there that aren't for me, but I'm still, like, if they're out there and people enjoy them, that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. it's weird to me, actually, that there's so much uh, social opprobrium about, uh, like adult video games because like we've got adult every other art form why not yeah people like it fine it's not hurting anyone so why do we care i actually thought the best discussion of this was on 30 rock when the character of tracy jordan 
yeah. uh, has like an amazing brainwave when he's high, I think, and comes up with a, the perfect adult video game that is both a good video game and actually sexy, and it's the yeah. first one that's ever happened. Yeah, yes. that is the goal of this game. They're like, hey, there's never been a triple A quality uh, porn game that is like a good game and a good porno, so we're going to make yeah. that. Uh, and I I admire them for it. No, I'm probably not going to play it unless it's like a really good game. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think there is one that manages to do both these things. Yeah, I need to car- compartmentalize the aspects of my personality that like games and like porno. I guess so, but I, I all I'm saying is that like if the, like I know there are people out there who want that, and like I think it's it's our personal stigmas of thinking of video games as things for kids that make it seem gross, but it's no grosser than like an R-rated movie, right? Oh no, it is. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I think trying to gamify. I mean, we all know how it's going to be. You are going to be a man, and you are trying to gamify sex with a woman, which assholes are already trying to do in real life. So it gives me a real creepy vibe. Uh, I didn't get the impression that it was sort of, it was uh, like the dating sims, uh, where you kind of just have to say the right phrases to a Japanese schoolgirl to get, like, the thing unlocked. Uh, It seemed like uh, maybe it was a, a, like, a slight parody of a Mass Effect-style game where, for some reason, sex is part of the plot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. With any game, though, you're trying to get the game to give you the reward. Yeah, that's want. true. So I just don't see how that's any different or worse than like many, many sex scenes in movies that are often from the male gaze and promoting like not great uh, sexual objectification of people. Like, yes, any, I agree any, with you. <laughs> anytime that you're representing sexuality in media, there are inherent complications. But I don't, I don't find pornographic video games to be any worse or better than any other form of, like, sexually titillating. Oh, yeah. I, I have no well, judgment about it. I just, you know, I, no, I I'm not so interested. Yeah, I think so far the ones that have been made are worse. Oh, yeah. They are of lower quality, for sure. Is that what we're talking about? Quality or no, morality? No. Morality, I think they're worse. Because it's just like, just figure out what things to do. Mm. Put coins into uh, this creature to get it to do what you want. Yeah, that's true. That is, uh, there's yeah. definitely um, a gamification that does not exist if you are watching, like, uh, not the Justice League a X parody. <laughs> oh, I hate... That pornos are just called not blank nowadays. I kind of love it, actually. No, I think that that's to, like... <laughs> they should have to do the work of finding that terrible pun. No, they're so brave to <laughs> make the choice to not do that. Yeah, I love the idea that they're like, we can't think of a pun for this. Uh, let's just... <laughs> Let's just do, like, grade school prank. This is the Justice League, not... I hate it. One of my favorite um, SNL sketches of recent years was uh, Adrian Brody as a porn producer trying to think of a porn name for the movie The Pianist, which is a real movie that he was in, and he can't think of one. <laughs> That's right. a very good yeah. gag. I can't imagine that sketch being longer than 30 seconds, though. Well, you know how SNL is. Yeah. <laughs> But those 30 seconds were great. They have to fill an hour and a half, so. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, shall we uh, 
get into the random word? Oh yeah, I haven't even looked at it yet because I wanted to save the surprise. So, for anyone who doesn't know, what we do on this show for the second half of the episode is uh, we go to WikiHow, we put a random word into the suggestions bar, and then we get a bunch of questions that people are asking for WikiHow articles about. And do we write those WikiHow articles? No, we do not. We do not want to help people in that way. They have to listen to our podcast if they want their answers. Yeah, and transcribe them and put them on WikiHow for Mm. us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And today, the random word that I got was physics. Pretty cool. I was just, and now I'm looking at it for the first time, and I was quickly scanning. I don't see anything about video game physics, and I expected to. Uh, I think maybe ice climbing physics is a video game thing. I don't know why ice climbing physics in the real world would be different than... Uh, Have you played Ice Climber? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, one of the questions is how to understand ice climbing physics. I think you need to tie yourself to your wife and get a couple big hammers. (laughs) Yep. Sure. (laughs) Is there an eggplant wizard in that game or are they thinking of a different game? I think that's Kid Icarus has the eggplant wizard. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think he was also on Captain M. Yeah, there is an eggplant that you get as, like, one of the prizes of climbing, like the pretzel in uh, (laughs) Pac-Man. That's pretty good. Um, Maybe they're big fans of that movie Cliffhanger? Is that the one where Stallone is an ice climber? Uh, He's not just like a rock climber. There's a lot of ice in it, though. I mean, you can be both, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen Nana and Popo from the Ice Climber game climb up rocks. That would be crazy. <laughs> you absolutely have. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking now, and it, it doesn't start <laughs> being it doesn't start being ice until you get up to level six. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, uh, here's another video game one. How to write a physics engine. Oh, there we go. That's an actual See, video game one. This is yes. the kind of thing, Matt, I think you could start talking about and then get more detailed on it and eventually go full Dr. Frankenstein crazy about it. Yes, that's probably true. <laughs> I've often thought about why... I mean, I'm sure there's a reason. Like, I'm not saying I'm the first person that ever thought of this, but, like, why... Is it that whenever anyone tries to put totally realistic physics into a video game, it just becomes a spaghetti nightmare? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like the physics of a body, of a human body, is like a rigid skeleton with, uh, like, actuated muscles attached to it that m- makes it move. Why can't people just put that into a computer and make it do that? Yeah, I think it's where art meets science in some way, because, like, they, there are some very good um, CGI, well, computer graphic uh, people nowadays in mm-hmm. video games, but, like, you can see their teeth too good. <laughs> Things that you, yeah. I can't explain logically, but when I see them, I'm like, well, that's not a person. I can see their yes. teeth too well. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so I don't know. There's something in it where you have to make some things less important for human brains to find them more realistic, I think. That's just wild to me. Because, like, we've so perfectly simulated the workings of, like, you know, a car engine or whatever that Mm. there's whole games where you just build car engines and it seems like they've done a very good job of making... I mean, I've never played those games, so I don't know, but... uh, Yes, that's Yeah, true. video games are, are for nerds. I've never uh, never played them. Don't even know what they are. Yep. Who's exactly. who's Marlio? Uh-huh. S- mm-hmm. Super Bob Marlio. Super Marlio? 
Mm-hmm. He he sang Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> mm. That I know about Buffalo and soldiers. Those are cool things. Oh, fuck. Uh, anyway yeah um i mean like there are lots of good physics engines don't write a new one just use one of the existing ones yeah water is pretty good in video games now huh we kind of accepted that there was always (laughs) the thing for the longest time that water in video games looks fucking terrible but then it just kind of got better and it's okay with me now. it looks pretty nice it's getting better for sure. I was play. I've been re- uh, playing Dragon Quest Builders two a lot lately because it's a nice sort of nothing game. Yeah, to, to, and um, it's so funny how square the water is in that <laughs> game. <laughs> well, that's a style choice as well for that. Game. Yeah, it was the style at the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But, like, uh, it's not even new anymore, but Breath of the Wild, I thought the rivers and uh, the rain and everything looked pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's okay. It still sometimes gets absolutely crazy. That's true. I guess that's what I mean. Like, just like with the body stuff, like, I understand that they are complicated, but there are rules, and very well-understood rules, and couldn't you just put those rules into your physics and then make it go that way? I don't think we're, I don't think we're doing it right yet because we don't understand enough. Like the idea that um, the way a human walks isn't that they pick up their foot and then put it down, which is why when robots do that or early computer graphics, it looks super fake. It's because we pick up our foot and then we let gravity have us fall forward and then we mm-hmm. catch ourselves by putting our foot down. Yeah. So like learning the physics of that is so complicated that I don't think we have all of those physics yet. Yeah, the the phys- the gravity physics in video games are complete nonsense. Yeah. Because they have yeah. to be for it to be fun. But like if I ever watch uh uh I I watch a lot of the theory videos about like how does how does this work uh physically in this video game and every time they calculate gravity in the game it's like yeah, the gravity in this game is uh, 30 times Earth gravity, even though you can jump 20 feet in the air easily. <laughs> it is very funny when you play a lot of video games and every game has, like, the craziest jumping physics. And then in real life, if you try to, like, play basketball and you're like, I can't, I can't get off the ground. <laughs> like, yeah. I can barely lift my feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's much more believable uh, when you play a game that doesn't have a jump button. <laughs> Yes. Like early uh, Legends of Zelda games? Yeah, early Zelda games, or, um... You're like, there's a rock in my path and I can't do anything about it. Grand Theft Auto, like, it has a jump button. Can't really get over anything with it, though. <laughs> Which it's makes sense. Good. Again, like, every time I watch a movie where somebody jumps over a fence, I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> they must have had wires. <laughs> yeah, they, that was a CGI fence. Yeah. <laughs> Motion capture fence. <laughs> yep. Uh, how to understand extreme snowmobiling physics. Mm. Mm, now, regular snowmobiling physics makes sense. Extreme yeah. snowmobiling physics, though. Yeah, the laws of reality tend to break down the more extreme your snowmobiling is, so it's really hard to yeah. understand. Yeah, I think the thing is you're moving with the, all your normal physics, but then snow is slippery also is another type of physics. Mm. Yeah. yeah, slipperiness is a different physics, that's true. Yeah. Do you ever think about the fact that, like, physics, as we understand it, applies to the stuff we see around us, and then a different physics applies to the, like, tiny bits of stuff that make up all of the stuff, and it, they no. don't... 
they don't interact at all. Matt, you can't think that. You'll slip into the speed force if you <laughs> Yeah. Your mind is going to uh, be teleported through a wormhole if you think about that too hard. <laughs> like, I've, I've heard, we've all heard, I'm sure, many times the idea that the grand unified theory is like the holy grail of physics. But... The act, what the actual grand unified theory is, is just saying like, how come regular physics doesn't apply at the subatomic level and vice versa? And like the fact that those things don't apply, that's crazy. I I think it's just like we don't understand the way in which they're related. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's probably true. But, but like, considering that, <laughs> considering that all of the rules are ones that we figured out through experimentation, and yet for the last 100 years we've been trying to figure out how they work together and still can't, that's crazy. Yeah, but compared to all of human history, like, we spent... 9,900 years not knowing any of the stuff we learned in the past hundred years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I it, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think that- I guess I mean to- It's- I guess I mean to say that we have a lot of quote-unquote universal physics rules, like an object in motion tends to stay in motion, but all of those things that we understand and that's just how our world works really has an asterisk, asterisk that's like, unless you're real small. Yeah. Um, what? That's crazy! Okay. I mean, I think it's sort of like when you teach kids uh, any kind of, like, new uh, field, like math. Like, uh, yep, there's numbers, and you can add them together to get different numbers. And, like, yeah, there's other things in there, but we're sticking with the basics because that's what's applicable now. It would be like that if also the teacher didn't know there was other things in there. That's the thing that fucks me up. (laughs) Or like how we say there's five senses. There's more than five senses. There's less than five senses, I say. Shit. Mm. I don't know who to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) No, because taste and smell are the same sense. We all agree, I yes. I fucking love that. I love that we're like, here's the senses are different. Sight is different from sound. We understand. But these two, these two are connected in a weird way that means one doesn't really work without the other. Well, I love that. Like, yeah, sense, smell and taste are both about sensing the chemical makeup of compounds around you. Yes. Like, that is what they're for. In the same way, touch and hearing are both the same sense as well. It's just that your hearing is a more sensitive version of touch. Because you're sensing vibrations of things. Yes, but the way those work practically with a body are different, because hearing doesn't involve you coming in physical contact with a thing. Neither does touch. Hmm. If you You touch something- You can feel vibrations in the air on your skin without touching anything. You can feel the temperature. You can feel the humidity. You're not touching it. Yeah. That's true. But like if you're touching a stinging nettle, you don't know what it is maybe until you touch it and then you're like, oh shit. (laughs) But if you hear it... (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. This is falling apart. Yeah. But my point is to hear anything to do with this plant does not put you in danger of a physical reaction. 
I'm just saying there are only three senses because there's only three kinds of stimuli that we can sense. We can sense physical motion or like substance with touch slash hearing. We can sense electromagnetic radiation with vision and we can sense chemical compounds with with taste slash smell. Uh, what about the internal senses like balance and proprioception? I don't Mm. think those are senses. Those are like awarenesses. Hmm. What is awareness if not sense? Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess it depends on if we mean sense in the in the robotics terminology, like a sensor, or sense in the ter- in terms of like detecting stuff in the world around you. I think we do detect stuff. Like if you get um, if you don't have your sea legs on a boat, you are you aren't properly uh, handling the input of your senses yet, but you can get better at it. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's just like the I could be sold on equilibrium being one. I yeah. I agree with you that uh, there. There's an argument to be made that there are actually only, like, three external senses, but I think that the internal ones are also uh, quite important. Uh, I would say maybe equilibrium and proprioception are the same sense. Maybe. Hmm. I think, though, that, like... I think it's the difference between like software and firmware if we're going to use this in a in a computer science way like stop trying to turn me into a robot. <laughs> yeah. <that's what laughs> like there's a di- there's a difference between the thing that your computer uses to turn input into output versus the thing that your computer uses to make sure it's still a computer. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, like, I feel like we have been tricked into because we use the term, like, sense of balance or sense of well-being, that those are the same kind of senses as detecting out external, like, stimulus. I think that they are because there is a, like, biological mechanism for balance. Right, but you're not, there's no input coming in that is being processed to an output of behavior there. No, I disagree. It's just like, it's just like a, a constant check of like, am I still working? Yes, I am. Well, I think that's why you get seasick, because the input from your eyes and your ears, especially, and your uh, your inner ear, those little crystals, uh, they are telling you things that are opposite of what your body feels is happening. I feel like that's more like a failure of the external sensing mechanism than like you wouldn't say you know your computer crashing is one of its functions right wouldn't you i would i would (laughs) monday is that right (laughs) i would say if my computer crashed that it was not the processor's fault but whatever input that i put in yeah and i'm that's what i'm saying you're inputting into your senses being on a boat which your your brain was not designed for so you are (laughs) fucking up your brain it's freaking out (laughs) Why am I on the water? I shouldn't be. Yeah! Why am I full of PlayStation 2 games? This isn't what I was designed for. (laughs) Exactly! As a uh, internal laws of robotics <laughs> crisis, because you gave it PlayStation 2 games. Yeah, thou shalt not harm PlayStation 2s is the first yeah, law of the robotics. Is, the second rule is that you shall not allow Jade Cocoon to be played on you. <laughs> Christ. Um, Ugh. I, uh, what about the sense of time? Do we count that at all, even though there's no organ uh, attached to it? Yeah, again, I think that that is a different usage of the word sense. Yeah, I could buy into that, I guess. Hunger? I, I just, I feel like internal diagnostics is a very different thing. I mean, I guess, 
I guess if we wanted to call all those senses, that's fine, but then we need to come up with a new term for specifically detecting the world around you as opposed to your, like, internal diagnostics. Hmm. What about the, uh, the things in your skin cells that absorb radiation and, like, affect your pigment or give you sunburn? Is that a sense? Well, I guess it depends on if I mean, there's some debate about whether, like, your conscious understanding of things is your only understanding of them. Mm. Like, that one's kind of slow. I feel like senses need to give you input fast enough to uh, affect the outcome. Whereas, for instance, sunburn, your body doesn't tell you fast enough that it's being damaged for you to avoid the damage. Yes. I mean, the the mechanism it has for that is touch, and it's not very good at it. Yeah. <sighs> but how do you make a tennis ball launcher for physics? <laughs> I'm not doing your goddamn physics homework. <laughs> Why is this for physics? Can't you just make a tennis ball launcher because it's cool? No, this person is saying I have a project for my physics class <laughs> where I need to make a tennis ball launcher. Tell me how to do it. Uh, I love the ones people have made that launch uh, tennis balls for dogs, and the dogs fucking flip out, <laughs> waiting mm-hmm. for the tennis ball launcher to, like, crank its arm back to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I love that so much. <laughs> um, I'm seeing one here that is going to drive me insane, and when I speak it aloud, you two will be driven insane. Uh, okay. Build a sonic screwdriver like the one described by Doc Orion from the Physics <laughs> Forums. Yeah, I've been staring at this one for a while, and it's kind of like a deep, dark pit. What on earth? Is Dr. Ryan, like, a YouTube celebrity or some shit? Probably. Google has no goddamn idea who Dr. Ryan is. (laughs) This is fantastic. This makes it so much better, actually. I assumed that it was some, like, you know, 19-year-old shithead with a, like, guns save lives sticker on his toolbox or some shit. Uh, The fact that it's just not a person is so much better. Uh, what I know about little crafts is if you can learn to uh, program and solder LEDs into things, you can make some fucking cool shit. What I know about YouTube physics videos, because I watch a fuck ton of them, Uh-oh. is that there's a lot of them out there uh, that people just do, th- they just fake the experiment <laughs> that they were doing. Mm. Uh, there's there's a channel, I won't spread the name of it, but he makes perpetual motion machines, mm. uh, and obviously they're all fake, but yeah. people believe them. <sighs> I love that. I love the idea that we are still falling victim to, like, the same snake oil salesman that we did 200 years ago. Yep. Yeah. And by love, I mean, uh, find it very funny in a Joker kind of way. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that helps turn you into the Yeah, Joker. this is one of the things what that turns me Dr. into the Ryan's, Joker. What do you think Dr. Ryan's sonic screwdriver does? Because if it just lights up and makes that wobbly noise, like, you could, I could probably do that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that it probably um, opens oh, doors and you stuff. Know what? You know what? I'm reading this again. The keyword to me is described. Build a sonic screwdriver like the one described by Doc Orion from the physics forums. So I bet this asshole wrote out like a whole huge Reddit post. I found it. I bet if you do this stuff, you could make a real sonic screwdriver. I haven't done it, but someone could do it. Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking at it now. Um, Do you want me to like cold blind read it to us? Or do you want me to give, give me a second and then you can like stall while I learn what Dr. Ryan is. 
I mean, the thing of it is, I, this is me stalling for you, Jack. Thank you. Yeah. The thing of it is, um, if you were to try to replicate the functions of the sonic screwdriver in real life, you would eventually come up against the idea that it doesn't have clearly defined functions. Yeah, it's just a uh, Deus Ex Machina is what it is. Yeah, it's a it's a catch-all <laughs> yeah. uh, for everything that he needs to have done. So I don't really understand, like... If you- taught yourself to be a really good lock picker. You can do at least half the things a sonic screwdriver does, right? You would be the sonic screwdriver in this yeah. scenario? And then you'd have so a new skill. Build yourself into a sonic screwdriver. Absolutely. Mm, I like this. Now, usually lock pickers need additional tools, not just themselves. Are you saying that if you get good enough at picking locks, you transcend the need to have lock picking tools? Mm, I don't know. It's just theory <laughs> at this point, but uh, mm. I think we can get there. Wink? Yeah, sharpen up your fingernails, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> so this guy claims to have made one. Oh, okay, of cool. course. Um, of course he has. And he says, uh, I mean, literally just sonic screwdriver, like something that will unscrew screws with sound. Um, ah, uh, that's boring. That's incredibly boring. Also impossible. Yeah. Uh, his, his logic behind it is, well, uh, if soldiers march over a bridge in step, they could collapse it. An opera singer can break a glass by hitting the right frequency. I don't think either of those is true. Um, it is true, the opera but is true for the right type of circumstances. Okay, they're both true. They both have really happened in real life. Okay, I've read a, a lot about them, but uh, neither of those rotate anything. Yeah, both of those are just constructive interference. Uh, he says that he used an old uh, piezo speaker. I don't know what that is, and a stereo amplifier, uh, and generated a sine wave at a certain frequency, and managed to unscrew screws from a box. Speaking of people falling for old shit, this is exactly like the Renaissance uh, descriptions of, hey, I bet if you built a helicopter like this, it would probably work, huh? Alright, bye! (laughs) Like, you can't just write down how something might work and then have uh, other people do the actual work for you. He disappeared from the physics forums. He was last seen January 2012. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He disappeared on his uh, corkscrew helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I... I don't understand how, like, by its very nature, sound waves are unidirectional. They wouldn't rotate anything. And how would you determine whether it was screwing in or screwing out? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Now, I want to get back to Luisa's idea of cutting your fingernails in such a way that they could be used as lockpicks. Yeah, I bet you could do it. I mean, they'd have to be real strong. You might need acrylic nails for this one. And you'd have to make them very, like narrow long uh-huh. like the longest part of them would have to be very narrow and complicatedly shaped yeah the rest of your life is going to be hell yeah. but when you're picking locks you're going to be amazing you no know, i yeah. have the solution for this so you can make them as long and thin as you want but you make them retractable and stored in your forearm mm, okay now what about your uh, attitude towards like cigars and uh, canadians well i'm gonna have a couple extra ones on there so i can hold my cigar with with one while I'm picking locks and flipping off Cyclops with the other two. <laughs> Makes sense. They really did try to pull that shit, didn't they? I remember seeing things where Wolverine like picks a lock with his claw. What the fuck? That doesn't make <laughs> Why sense. Why would he ever? He could just slice the door apart. Yeah. Ugh, I don't understand. Oh man. A lot of these are sports physics. 
And yeah. it, it, it's about how to understand those sports physics. Why do you need to? You just need to do them and you learn with your body. You can't just read about it and suddenly know how to do wakeboarding, you know? Do you think, do you think this is the symptom of physics teachers trying to be cool? Yes. Yes, that's a good point. Like they're putting putting questions on their tests about uh, ice climber physics. Yeah. So that people will uh, think they're cool. Exactly. Like, if you think about it, Shakespeare was the original rapper type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Jeff, you should be doing this. You should be working this into your lessons. Absolutely not. Yeah, is there any... <laughs> Is there any way that you can talk about the history of extreme sky surfing? <laughs> Whoa. That, wait, what? What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's one of the questions on here, understand extreme, extreme sky surfing physics. I think that's what the little bear did on tailspin behind oh, yeah. the, uh, the plane that Baloo was flying. Yeah, there's he had like a, this. He had like a metal croissant that he like rode on. I, <laughs> I'm I, not having a... Am I having an absolute disassociation from reality right now? No, I remember this too. Sky surfing is how the Power Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from the early '90s begins. They all sky surf to uh, free ride um, out of a oh, no. out of an airplane. I just remembered because I looked up sky surfing and there's pictures of people skydiving with snowboards attached to their feet, and that is what they do in the Power Rangers movie. It is a metal croissant. Why? (laughs) Why does he have a metal croissant? Because it looks cool and futuristic, that's all. That's so wild. Yeah. Also, his name was Kit. Could you be any lazier? Kit Cloud Kicker. Come on. Whoa, that is is the Star Wars-iest name I have ever heard outside of Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, very good. Uh, What is up with Tailspin? Yeah, let's talk. Finally, we're getting into it. Let's go. It's an AU before, like, decades before anyone started describing anything as an AU. Yeah. It's really weird to see, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's this uh, talking bear airplane show. uh, Characters based on characters created by Rudyard Kipling. The fact that, okay, so this is taking the Jungle Book, which is, I guess, a story about man's place in nature, and being like, what if all the characters but the TV show Wings? I bet kids yeah. would love that. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, I it's kind of like this- what the Muppets do, where they play characters. So they're yeah. having these ca- these book characters, uh, transmuted by Disney, playing other characters, right? Yeah. Like, that Baloo is not supposed to be the Baloo from the Indian jungle. He's just supposed to be playing. I mean, you are bringing so much to the table with that. (laughs) I don't think they ever made it explicitly clear what the fuck was going on. Uh, yeah, you're right, but I think my read is correct. I mean, it could just as well be, I mean, you could also tell me that this is set, uh, 10,000 years after the Jungle Book. Oh no, the apes have taken over the earth, so the bears have taken over the skies. It seems to take place in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, But we all know that time is a flat circle. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Baloo at one point says the Great War ended 20 years ago (laughs) in an episode. (laughs) Uh, and everything is all the airplanes are like 30s style and there's a radio but no television but there are metal croissants that you can surf on clouds with. yeah of course so there is some future technology you have to fight sky pirates from bare soviet russia (laughs) 
You know, one of you brought up a great point. What the fuck were they trying to parody? Is it like mm-hmm. the same uh, adventure movies that Indiana Jones was trying to? Not parody so much as uh, do homage. homage yeah, but it's not even because they don't explore any ruins or anything. They, it's like if you were if you watched Indiana Jones and you were like, hmm, that one guy who waits in the pontoon plane and finds a snake in there. That's the main character of Indiana Jones, actually. <laughs> I'm baffled. I never thought as much about this as I suddenly am. (laughs) Um, How long was... How many... If you told me this show was only eight episodes long, that would make sense to me. 65. 65 episodes? About what? It only... It was only on for a year. (laughs) Oh my god. How did it shape so much of my mind? I get this show so thoroughly confused with Rescue Rangers that I can't remember which characters are, are on which ones. A Rescue Rangers has that fat chipmunk that loves cheese, right? I think all the Rescue Monterey Rangers Jack. are, yeah, are, Monterey are Jack. small animals. Yes, they are small. Yeah. Okay. Monterey Jack is a mouse, as right. is Gadget. Yeah. I got there. I almost said Sprocket. That's not right. Uh, Zip was the fly. Gadget's the one people are horny for. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Also known as the only girl. There's always yeah. just one. Yeah. Yeah. It was the weird 90s where it's like, we have to introduce a girl one, and she's bodacious. Talk about uh, us being baffled by what they were trying to, like, reference in a children's show. Yeah. I don't remember, I think I heard it on Stop Podcasting Yourself or something, but they explicitly said, I looked this up afterwards, that they were trying to go for uh, Indiana Jones for one of the Rescue Rangers and Magnum P.I. Yeah. for the other yes. one. <laughs> Yeah, Chip was dressed as Indiana Jones, and Dale was dressed as Megan P.I., yes. Yeah, it was, it was the Why? early 90s. What, ki- <laughs> what kid's show producer was like, okay, who are the two most popular children's characters? See, no, kids you know what, Kids love Indiana though? Jones, and parents love Magnum P.I., so <laughs> this are- is for everyone. <laughs> Those are specific references I understand. What I do not understand is what the jungle plane delivery service uh, concept is representing. What what popular piece of fiction has that um, in it? It is. I I looked. I I was browsing the Wikipedia, and it is based on a, a, a TV show, The Tales of the Gold Monkey, which is about a guy who has a air cargo delivery service. Oh, fuck. If you told me that they created Tailspin because they were trying to figure out an off-ramp for their incredibly racist Jungle Cruise ride mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Disney World, that would make 100% yeah. sense to me. Yes! When we were talking about it, I'm like, the only other reference I have to this is the Jungle Cruise. Yes. <laughs> Should I bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> if they were like, oh okay, we see, it, we see it coming that someone will eventually call us on how fucking racist this is, but then they didn't do it! <laughs> They didn't make the Tailspin related! Oh my god. They tried to introduce some Tarzan elements, didn't they? They turned the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse into a Tarzan treehouse. Okay, that that makes sense. I didn't know that, but that does make sense. Yes. I want to talk about my thing of Disney World that I'm mad about, which is that Alien Encounter became a Lilo and Stitch ride. That sucks. (laughs) That that ride was the fucking scariest ride on at any park ever, and Disney was cowards to not lean into that. Disney <laughs> owns Fox now. It could be alien-themed, like, genuinely oh. the movie Alien. 
No, my thing that I'm mad about is I want more rides in Disney World to fucking not relate to fucking anything because I love that. The Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, all these mm, at have the you time. Seen the Eddie Murphy movie? <laughs> all of these at the time had no tie into anything, and I, I love think that. The Eddie Murphy movie might have come before the ride. What? Absolutely no, no, not. No, no, that no. ride is what? clearly from like the 70s at the earliest. You guys, how did you take that seriously? Because you said it so sincerely. Well, I'm a fantastic actor. We know this. <laughs> oh, you friggin' got us. More rides that don't have any meaning, and that's why I like that have, alien ride, even though I didn't actually enjoy going on that alien ride. Have you guys seen the videos of the Haunted Mansion in, what is it, Hong Kong? Mm-hmm. The, the Chinese it. one, where it's illegal to, su- to suggest there are ghosts? Whoa. I fucking love it. I love it's all amazing. the It's amazing. It's a hundred times better than our Haunted Mansion, and it makes me mad. I haven't seen this. I want to see this. <sighs> Yeah, it's yeah, you should look this. It's up. really weird so, whenever there's supernatural elements in something, uh, and it goes to China where uh, religion is outlawed. Um, yeah, interesting, fascinating. Yeah, so without getting into it too much, it's uh, a mansion full of uh, curios that have been collected by a world explorer, and they all have like Shintoistic like object spirits in them so those are coming to life and messing up the mansion instead of human ghosts Ugh, I love it. fascinating it's so good it's really amazing also but like also the ride technology has come so far since the western haunted mansions and yeah it makes you be like fuck if they made a new haunted mansion <laughs> It would be so they, good. They did in uh, Disneyland Paris. I assume it's still there, but I remember that one used a lot of newer technologies, but still, you know, being Paris, it could still be like, oh, ghosts in a, a castle, I think it was. Yeah. And it's very good. That one's narrated by Vincent Price, isn't it? There's one that's narrated by Vincent remember. Price. Don't remember. Anyway, we all agree Haunted Mansion is the best ride. Yes! Yeah. Thurl Ravenscroft does the one in Disney World, and yes. of course, I love him very much, so. Yes. You are a big Tony the Tiger fan. He's your ghost host. Yeah. He is pretty great. Um, the new DuckTales did an episode that was a Tailspin episode. That was a good Gross. one, Matt. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Thank you. <laughs> They did a what episode? They, Sorry? They, the new DuckTales series did an episode Whoa. that was a Tailspin episode. Like, Baloo is they there. Friends? Mm. Yeah. I'm really glad we got into talking about Tailspin, actually, you guys. <laughs> actually- I feel like- I feel like I've literally, like, legitimately unburdened myself of something that was hurt- that was harming me psychologically oh, without no. knowing I it. thought this was Baloo. It's not. It's grown-up it, kit. I know, I saw Shit. that when I was looking up oh, his weird God. surfboard- <laughs> I was like, this is an interesting design of Baloo. He's, like, brown and has a little... Ca- oh, no! <laughs> Here's the thing, though. So, so we are accepting that Kit grew up between when Tailspin was on the air and now with the new DuckTales, uh-huh. which implies that time has passed. So why is Scrooge McDuck still alive? Uh, maybe that DuckTales takes place in, like, the 60s. Hmm, there's a thought. Maybe that um, tailspin. Maybe that tailspin takes place on a land of the lost style island where time moves different. Oh, okay, this I like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, last question: How to earn a PhD in physics? Go to school. Yeah, there's no hack for that. 
Yeah. I guess you could get... Uh, do they do honorary doctorates in PhD in physics? You're going to have to do so much groundbreaking work on your own, I don't know if you can get there in one lifetime. Like, are there rules around what you can do honorary doctorates in? Could somebody give, like, Jimmy Buffett an honorary PhD in physics? Hold on. Jimmy Buffett honorary <laughs> doctorate. I know he has an honorary doctorate in, like, music or whatever. Yeah, he has an honorary doctorate <laughs> in music chill. from the University of Miami. Yeah. Fine. Oh, God. That makes sense. I'm just saying, do you have to give people honorary doctorates in the area in which they, uh, excelled? Do honorary- you do if you want to have any credibility. You're gonna look pretty suspicious otherwise. Does an, as a school. Does an honorary degree mean anything? I don't no. think so. I think you can say, like, if they give you a doctor, I think you can then call yourself doctor, because if anyone challenges it, the school will back you up and say, yes, they are a doctor here. Can you imagine somebody challenging you if you said you were a doctor? <laughs> what kind of absolute <laughs> shithead would do that? <clears throat> oh, man. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and tell all your friends about the show, because that's the best way we can continue to grow our audience. Um, if you liked it, uh, oh, I already said that part. So if you liked Stuck it, then continue liking it, I guess. Thank you. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can message us to join our Discord by going on Mastodon. I'm there at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Uh, you can find my information on my website. Uh, Benjamin Franklin got honorary degrees in sciences and called himself Dr. Franklin afterward. Oh, no, I thought it was Dr. Franklin's monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the, that was the big corpse robot man that he made. Mm -hmm. I will right. say, I think we all know that Benjamin Franklin was the real monster in real life because yeah. he was an absolute shit. <laughs> Fucking got him. In uh, you can find me online at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, guys, we can't keep doing this. Keep your pockets on track. Eat your donuts. <laughs>